Hello, welcome to another fun, thrilling, exhilarating, high energy. Come on, John, match my energy here. Hi. High energy episode <laughs> of One for the Table. I'm your host, John Kong. And I'm Kim Ch- Wait, what? <laughs> okay, so first things first. Mm-hmm. This is a trigger warning. Trigger warning for all those that are um, single, lonely, and bitter. Oh, no. John Kong is now engaged. I am. I am. Obviously, I haven't talked to you about this. Um, tell me the full story. Like, how did you trick this person? <laughs> how did you fool them to believe that there was going to be like a happily ever after with you? That it could possibly get any better. How did you convince them? Well, we had been together for nine years. Um, and so, honestly, it was probably just a situation of of uh, helplessness. And he just felt like there was nowhere else that he was able to go to anyway. And so when I proposed, he said, I guess. You're right. Like, I guess nine after nine years, like, all right, I guess this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Would it be wrong if I text message him and told him, do not sign a prenup no matter what? <laughs> this is for your own good. Uh, he's the one with the big boy job. He has a real job with benefits. Yeah, but I'm on um, his health insurance. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> America's um healthcare system. Oh, I was about to say. I was like, okay, not all of us have like agency healthcare. Okay. I actually do not have agency healthcare. My agency, um, remember they just randomly dropped all of our oh, healthcare, and I was like, yeah. literally like. A week away from like getting my CPAP machine for my sleep apnea. And then because they like abruptly canceled, I couldn't get my CPAP machine. And that's that that's like for years. Yes. And it took me like a whole year to like get another insurance, change my doctors, yeah. Go get another like sleep test. And then and then yeah, wait for like the results to be submitted. Oh my god, that whole process took a year. And I basically didn't sleep for that entire year. And every year up, going up to that because you'd always had that. Yeah. However, um, I have so much energy and actually don't nap at all now. So um, if you have sleep apnea, get a CPAP machine. It That's changes well, lives. I don't have sleep apnea and I still need naps. But I am just old. Or maybe you need naps because you might have sleep apnea. You do snore. Do I? I have video evidence to prove it. I mean, you have me like all messed up after partying everyone no 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 no. it was just like a regular day yeah but do i snore snore like do you oh you you snore you snore like you because like when you had sleep apnea and you were snoring you sounded like you were going to die wow yeah and i don't mean that as a read i mean that as like a there was one point in time after we partied and it was so bad that I stayed up all night because I was scared that you were going to choke. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it runs into family because, like... And it was really messed up. I still drove us home the next day. <laughs> Is it because you didn't trust my driving? Well, yeah. We were driving down the mountain. We were in... Uh... <laughs> I'm a great driver. <laughs> okay. Even... Okay, where, where was that? That was Malibu. That, that mountaintop... House in Malibu for Monet's birthday that we went to. Yes. Um, and even you were like driving on that thing and you were like, 
I'm a little bit afraid. And we were by that time, by that time, Nick was in the back of the car and was like, I'm going to die. And we're listening to the same girly pop K-pop song over and over again. And I really don't want this to be how I'm haunted for the rest of my life. And I got out of the car and I drove for us. So. I put on a song and I accidentally put it on repeat. And we were driving up this really narrow road. So I was like, so I couldn't even change the music. Yes. yes. So it's like super saccharine pop. It's just playing on repeat. <laughs> It's literally, we're like shaking and crying, and then like <laughs> the roads are like so narrow to the point, like one wrong move, we couldn't and you get literally off. just we like couldn't just stop. Yeah, and one wrong move, and you the car would literally just like fall down, yes. like miles down, off and like we would have died. Like, and imagine playing that like almost like J-pop game show K-pop sh- type song, just echoing in the bottom of this canyon mountain. <laughs> with smoke coming from it. <laughs> the song was actually um called Kiss Later um by Luna, Yajin's solo song, but anyways, yes. yeah. And I just... actually I love that song. It's one of my like running songs and it's like a happy running song, so I get like a rush of endorphins when I'm on it, but like I'm just some in a situation where you feel like <laughs> you're going to you, die. You, you could really die. Like that is not that is not a song that you just want playing over and over. And, repeat. <laughs> and on top of that, um, the um, GPS was really confusing because there were like several roads like that split up. Yeah, up and, the mountains, and you couldn't really tell like which way like you're supposed to go. Oh, that's right. Where did and then like some of the roads were like a dead on. end, and it was like end of like a cliff. Like you could literally just like drive off the cliff. <laughs> I like I don't know who made those roads that way. And what was even freakier is um, it was my first time going up those, like, mountains in Malibu. There are some freaky, weird buildings up there. Yeah. Like, at one point, we saw a giant pyramid. Yeah. There's no explanation to, like, what the pyramid was. It was literally just, like, a giant giant pyramid and sphinx on top of, like, the mountain. But, like, really high up in the mountain. That's like with people that have like just so much money, so much money that they can just design the house that they want without ever having to worry about it selling to someone else. But like who like, thought- I want to live in, a, in an Egyptian tomb. Like that's what I want in Malibu. Well, like what Watch do you even tell like the contractor? Like I want a giant pyramid like on top of like three miles like high up in the sky. I mean that's probably something that they would say. That sounds like that sounds like disconnected billionaire stuff. And which contractor was like, you know what? That is a great idea. Let's make the some one that happen. takes their the one that takes their money. Mm. But either way, um, yes. So, um, what I'm trying to say is, I'm, I'm a great driver. <laughs> <laughs> How did we even get here? How oh, that's right. Your sleep apnea. <laughs> We went from okay. Anyways, back to your engagement. <laughs> back. Anyways, I'm engaged. Um, what was the question? So, um, so you um, you fooled this guy for nine years, thinking you're okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, um, everybody calls him Little John because his name is also Jonathan, but he is shorter than me, and so mm-hmm. I'm Big John, and he's like Little John, and. That's, yeah, that's just, like, our brand, I guess. Well, how did you propose? Oh, how did I do it? It's in the book. You mean the book that's coming out this week? 
The book comes out technically, like if we're timing this right, the book comes out tomorrow on Halloween. Mm -hmm. And that is like the surprise. uh, That is like part of the announcement is going to be like the video of the proposal itself. But yeah, at the end of the book, in the acknowledgments, the last line is me asking him to marry me. And how that went down, you'll see in tomorrow's video, is... um, we, I sat him down uh, to look at the book. And the funny thing is, I also have him in the acknowledgements. It just says for bubs, is, which is what we call each other in the acknowledgements. So he was already like super happy. He was like uh, over the moon already. He was like, I'm in your book. This is so yeah, he's He's so cute. He's totally like a Midwestern mom. Um, and he listens to this podcast. And but, for listeners that are listening that doesn't know Little John, have you seen those cartoons with like leprechauns at the end of the rainbow, just like smiling and like open arms? Like no. that's how I picture his personality. Just like sunshines and rainbows. <laughs> he is. No, he is. He is definitely like just a super happy person. And he's kind of like, if you watch Bob's Burgers, he's kind of silly. Like Linda is silly. Like he loves Linda because I think he relates to Linda mm-hmm. from Bob's Burgers. So he's like that type of person. And I love him for it because he's just so happy. And yeah, so he thought that that was it. And then I was like, oh, no, but you're in the acknowledgments too. So you're at the very end. So he flips to the end of the book and he reads through like the whole acknowledgement thing. He reads every thank you for a bunch of people that he didn't know and a few people that he might have known. Um, and then he got to the last line and he was like so focused on the book. He didn't see me like bring the ring up from under the table and open the box. So it was like right there in front of him when he looked up and he was like so happy he was laughing he was he couldn't believe it and it was just really really sweet um yeah and then our dog started barking and we hugged i don't understand how like gay engagements usually work so then now does he have to go buy you a ring i mean he could or like or like oh i'm the wife you don't get a ring like how (laughs) how how does that work how did the gay figure this out like if well, one person uh, I mean, person proposed to the other person, I think uh, I think you know, he he does want to get me a ring now. Um, thing is, like Takori, ten uh, carat, yeah, rose gold, Van Cleef and Arpel, <laughs> Tiffany. So probably we're we're going to now nah, just just oh. find something in real real John. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> They, I'm sure they got diamonds and sale on the real real. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I'm not really a jewelry person. Like, I I do wear, I do have rings. Um, I do have, like, some statement jewelry and some, like, rings and stuff. But I don't wear them all the time. And I do find rings to be very, like, uh, if I wear them for too long, I get, they are, they, they, they start to feel really uncomfortable. So I'm, I'll be really interested to see what it's like. But I heard, like, nice watches. For some guy, some guy couples, like, they bought each other, like, nice watches or something mm-hmm. like that. Which wouldn't work for me because I wear this, I wear this, like, apple shackle. But also, like, hinge in general for, like, chefs, you know. You're cooking yeah. with different ingredients. Um, you're, like, touching and chopping vegetables. Hot. Yeah, yeah. And it's all, like, wet under there. Like, it's, And then you have to, like, wash your hands constantly. Having and, anything on my hands in general is just very, very uncomfortable. As yeah, a person and then when you take off the ring, that's how you forget it and you lose it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I have crazy ADHD, so like, yeah, I, 
I would need like a ring to have like a magnetic clasp that I can just put on my neck <laughs> or something and, and just wear it so I don't lose it. Or hear me out. Mm-hmm. Get a diamond mm-hmm. in your teeth. Mm, like uh, what's his face? Who did that? Um, I'm sure someone did. Uh, oh, well, a few people did that. Um, Lil Wayne did that for, I don't think Lil <laughs> Wayne did that for, but Lil Wayne did that, but then Post Malone did that mm. and he lost it. <gasps> and so it was $600,000. <gasps> Oh my god. A 600k diamond from his tooth fell out while it was in Rome. So if you're in Rome, um there is a solidly over half a million dollar diamond just hanging out somewhere. It used to be in Post Malone's mouth, so what if you like swallowed it and then like he pooped it out and now it's like in some sewer system somewhere? Oh god. That's Really, inf- well, yeah. Would I you say that's really shitty? Is- anyways, I'm moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, congratulations on your engagement. Um, Thank you so much. My book comes out tomorrow, <laughs> and so don't forget to buy it. Last day to pre-order and get your free sticker. And thank you so much. I'm engaged now. Thanks. So yes, um, for anyone that. Thought that I had a chance with John. You still might when he's in your town. Check grinder. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023, you know. It is. It is. It is. Um, and John is also going on a book tour. So, um, especially if you live in those cities. <laughs> New York, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Check the grinder if you're in your degrees. hotel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You just might see John pop up. I mean, like, if Grinder has, like, a Postmates thing. So you eat before or what? I, I mean, I, do, I don't believe in, in bottoms. Um, you, we already know this. I don't believe mm-hmm. in bottoms, like, restricting themselves. They should just clean out, but they should still have dinner. John prefers if you eat a lot of dairy before doing the deed with him. No, please don't. And then, um, no, don't. Anyways, John is a painter. I know. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay, we're going to lose so many listeners. Spiraling for us. Okay. <laughs> we, have lo- we lost our three people. We have lost the three people that listen to this podcast, Kim. Actually, way more people listen to it than that, but we don't need to get into the exact numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're still here with us, we appreciate it. <laughs> Okay, uh, but anyways, um, I saw that next shark, um, posting about this, and then a lot of this has been popping up on my Instagram and like TikTok videos too. Sriracha. Hmm. What about it? Uh, the flavor has changed, and people are outraged. Had, really, I haven't had sriracha in so long because I don't really like I used to really like it when I was in like college and stuff like that mm-hmm. but there are like so many other hot sauces that I like more now like what hot sauce do you like over sriracha over sriracha I like chili oil like I if I like 
any kind of chili oil, any kind okay, of wait. like. Before you go go on, mm-hmm. go chili oil. Mm-hmm. I love chili oil. You love chili oil. And Asians have been using chili oil for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, on like a lot of our food. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel like in the Western culture, chili oil just started getting popular maybe like five years ago. Yeah. And so now, for some reason, everyone and their mom is all about chili oil, which is great, which is great. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, I just see people like putting chili oil in like the most like random shit. Okay, first, oh. chili oil fried egg sounds great. You know, like I'll try yeah. it. Um, chili oil on salad. All right. Yeah, I guess just like oil dressing, you know, cool. Yeah. Chili oil and vanilla ice cream. Well, it's a little weird, but you know, you sweet and hot. It's like not all the time, but mm-hmm. wants to try. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw someone putting chili oil in their PB&J. Uh, and I'm like... Never thought about that. I haven't had a PB&J in a long time. Should we try it? I don't know, but I feel and like... Are we, reactions? are we just like putting chili oil on just like random things at this point now? Like... Like, have you, like, lost a plot? I, mm, I'm, like, I'm, like, playing this in my head, and I feel like it depends on the chili oil. Because if the chili oil has a lot of garlic and shallot flavors in it, I'm not going to like it with a PB&J. But if they didn't make it with garlic and shallots I th- and only just spices, I think it might be able to work. Because, like, when I think of peanut butter, I think of, like, you know, a lot of peanut dipping sauces use peanut butter. And I guess like there's like a lot of gamma with peanuts in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would just do a peanut butter and chili oil sandwich. It doesn't have to be J. Jam. Do you, what kind of jelly do you like in your PB&J? Is it grape jelly? Is that Excuse me? Jelly? What? That was very judgmental. No, I'm asking you. It's grape jelly for me. Really? Yeah. Grape jelly? I prefer grape jelly. You prefer grape jelly over grape jam? Oh, with jam jelly. I, I, I jam and jelly are different. Name. Are they? Yes. What, 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 what's the difference? I've been what? using jam and jelly like interchangeably. I don't mean jello. No, no, no. Um, it's different. Like you, Especially when you go to like an American grocery store. Strawberry jam is different from strawberry jelly. Uh, and I only know this because um, just... in college, um, one of the girls that lived in my building asked her boyfriend like, to pick up um, strawberry jam for her. Mm-hmm. And then he came back with strawberry jelly and then she fucking oh. like flipped out and like... It's I'm like, looking it up. And she's like, this is not a jam. This is jelly. And he's like, no, it's the same thing. She's like, no, it's not. And she was like berating him so bad. I kind of felt bad for him. Uh, like if you want, if it were that specific, like you should have specified a brand. Yeah. Or gone yourself. Anyways. I just go for like smuckers. Um, I mean, this is also, I mean, I will, I won't lie. Like this is also predicated on the fact that I haven't actually had jelly or jam in probably over 10, 12 years, so I, I don't really know. But looking at it, it says jelly is made from just the juice and mm-hmm. jam is used the whole fruits, which leads to the lyrics must be jelly because jam don't shake. Um, 
in reference to the song with RuPaul, mm-hmm. peanut butter jelly. Um, my the one that I like is um either way, aside, I like grape. Aside from like the um artisanal, <laughs> mm-hmm. like um local jams, I don't know how to pronounce this brand. Is it Bonnet Maman? Bon Maman? Oh, Bon Maman. Uh, it's the French one with the checkered with the checker top. Like Bon Maman. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, it's like a glass jar with like, yeah, um, plaid. Is it plaid? It's no, like, um, um, I forgot the name of like what the pattern is called, but like the red. Um, it's almost like a it was gingham like a picnic blanket. Yeah. 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 Bon Maman, which I think means good mother. So I like their raspberry preserve. Mm. But what I like more than their raspberry... Oh, so their grape jelly is delicious. Um, mm-hmm. But what I like even more is orange marmalade. <gasps> I was about to say I love an like a British orange where it's like a little uh-huh. bit more bitter. Yes. yes. Like oh I'm a citrus God, girl through and through. so good. Oh, and it's just like bitter enough because like American marmalade is just sweet and I don't like it. But if it's like a British one, it's like bitter. It's mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. So and good. a lot of people don't know that you can also make tea with orange marmalade. Or just get like hot water and put like a mm-hmm. spoonful of orange marmalade. And it's so good. And also yeah. PB, uh, the peanut butter sandwich with orange marmalade is also delicious. Really, I would have. It does it have to be the American one or the British one? Like, can it be bitter at all, or does it have to be just sweet? I don't know. The bon bon mama, (laughs) the bon mama, bon mama, good mother, good mother. (laughs) Um, and also, orange marmalade is good if you just put like a little bit of like a salad dressing when you're making like a oil vinaigrette. Mm, Is it like the sweet citrusy like essence? Yeah. Like orange marmalade is a very versatile ingredient. It goes yeah. in a lot of things. Um and it just like brines up like a lot of things. So is that your favorite? Orange marmalade? Yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite store bought brand. Yes. Okay. Or fruit but, uh, preser- kind of fruit preserve. Yeah. And if, if any listeners out there know a better brand of orange marmalade, let me know because um I'm all about the orange marmalade life. I'm sure people from the UK will have will will have their opinions and I look forward to reading reading them. Um I still like I still like a grape flavor mm-hmm. jam or jelly. I don't know. And I don't like grape flavor for much anything else. Like I don't mm-hmm. like a smoothie, I don't like a slushy or anything. Like I prefer like blue raspberry or whatnot. But grape jam or jelly. Mm, so good. Have you tried the um the muscat grape jelly? By from the from the good mother brand. Oh my god, people are gonna think that I'm sponsored at this point. <laughs> I think I might have. Uh, wait, musket grape? No, I have not. I haven't had it. Um, I said really that was good. delicious. You know, like when you go to like a fancy hotel and then get breakfast yeah. there. Sometimes they have like a teeny, teeny, like miniature size. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what that is? Okay, then yeah. I have had it, and it is really, really good. So oh, good. They're so small. It's just like a tease. Yeah, it's it. so cute. Like you just want to take it home, but then you're like, what am I gonna do with this at home? But it's just so cute um, and tiny. Like you put it on an like, English muffin, it would be so yummy. I mean, like I eat it there, but like I don't need to like steal mm. something to put in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. It's true. You could just like we could we could just buy a jar. Yeah, it's five dollars. <laughs> but it's so cute. No itty bitty witty. 
It is. All right, uh, shall we take a quick break? Sure. All right, we're back. All right, so back to our conversation um, about hot sauce. I totally forgot that we were talking about that. Chance <laughs> Yeah. Me just being chaotic. Untreated. <laughs> but still fabulous. Okay, so what brand of hot sauce do you like better than sriracha? Um, I like chili. Oh, that's right. We started talking about chili oils. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I do think that when it comes to spiciness, um, I like the Lao Ganma brand for flavor. And then uh, I actually, I don't know what it's called in English. It is an oil. It's a chili in oil, but it's not like fried or but it's only just spicy. I gave you some when you came to visit and you said it was pretty spicy. Mm. Um, oh, yes. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So that one was really good. Um, and then after that, like, I like like horseradish mustards. And I like... Um, I like the independent, I, I don't know the brands for them, but I always like have these like independently made or restaurant made like fermented hot sauces that are just like more vinegar based. Um, I just think maybe I just overloaded on sriracha so much when I was like in college, putting it on everything from like pizza and noodles and all of that stuff. I still like it in pho, but other than that, like I don't really like that. I think it's too sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I definitely agree that um, sriracha being sweet, it definitely used to be way spicier back in the day. Um, but when I tasted oh, it, it recently, it's not it's not spicy at all. Uh, and I feel like they added more garlic powder because it's more garlicky and more sweeter. Oh. I mean, it's not bad, but it's just like not the flavor of sriracha that I want. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I think a lot of times, you know, like I like chili oil for things, but Chili oil doesn't have enough like acidity for me that I look for in a hot sauce. Yeah, and you know I love my acidity. <laughs> you, love, you, li- you love your mm, you love your little uh, pickles and you know like yeah little acidity sour flavor to like custard or richness. Yeah, I normally don't even add hot sauce to things, not because I can't eat spicy, but sometimes I feel like hot sauce takes away from like a flavor of the dish. Mm-hmm. So if it's like a well made dish, I don't think it needs a hot sauce. Yeah. But if I'm eating things, you know, like, I don't know. If I'm eating, like, blend things, like, I wouldn't be eating it to begin with. <laughs> right, know? right. Because, yeah, you know, like, sure. my motto in life, don't swallow unless it's really delicious or it's healthy. And if it doesn't yes. meet either of those criteria, it's not worth eating, in my Spit opinion. It out. <laughs> You're like with the that- critic from Ratatouille. <laughs> if I don't like it, I don't, don't swallow. <laughs> but you know, like you only have so much stomach room, and it's true. there's so much good it's food true. in the world. Like you'll never catch me like eating like a shitty, like dry pastry just because I'm yeah. hungry. You know? Like, yeah. No. No. That is. And the thing is, like, I will eat that, mm-hmm. but not, not in the sense. For the enjoyment, like I'll eat it mindlessly. Like I'm a grazer. So if it's like in front of me, whether I like it or not, if it's edible, I will probably like, if I'm sitting in front of it long enough, I will probably end up eating it without remembering why I wasn't eating it to begin with. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, I think that's a different, huge like. difference between me and John. John could snack all day. Yeah. For me, and like, I, I eat like meals, but then I yeah. don't really eat anything else in between. No, I can attest to that. There are there are open bags of like chocolate dipped um, pretzels that I guarantee you that I left there the last time I was over at Kim's house and there will still be the exact number of pretzels that I left and I will come back probably six months later after everything is like stale and I will probably finish them and not really (laughs) think about it. Um, I eat all the snacks in Kim's house. Yeah, I'm not a snacker. I'm a mealer. (laughs) Yeah. But um, going back to the hustle conversation, I do like Tabasco. I love Tabasco sauce. Especially in like a soupy dish, like chicken mm-hmm. noodle or even like ramen cup noodle or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, just like a couple squares. Tabasco habanero and Tabasco chipotle are delicious. Mm-hmm. Even the classic Tabasco. Yeah. Um, I love. And then… Oh, you know what's a really good hot sauce? Old Bay. Old Bay hot sauce is delicious. Oh, I've never had it before. Oh, it's so tasty. It is so tasty. It is like, it's like hot-ish. It's like not too hot. It will make something spicier if you add enough of it to it. But it is very, very good. It is very, Mm. it's delicious. It's everything that you want in like a Western hot sauce. Because it adds flavor and spices. But it's also like, you know, that fermented tartness. Also, when it comes to Eastern hot sauce, um... You know sambal olek? It's like the other rooster sauce with the green top. Um, I like that, but I add vinegar to it. Because I feel like on its own, it's like too thick and like too like chili chunky. But if you add vinegar to it, it completely changes it and it brines it up. Gives that like nice acidity. I agree. Because the um, Asian restaurant that like I used to work at like way back in the day, um, they would also add vinegar to it too. Part of it is a reason to like stretch it, but also just makes it taste nicer. <laughs> would you so, ever go yeah. on Hot Ones? I would love to, but I don't think I'm famous enough to go on Hot Ones. That's I mean, it's Cardi B was on it. And so, yeah. Uh, there's actually like Hollywood A-listers that go on there, yeah, you know? that go on it. I yeah. wonder like how how their stomachs might be after that. Like some of them that look like that, they were going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and some then, of them don't like Lord. Lord did not. She registered nothing else. So she enjoyed everything up to the end. Watching her do it is funny. Did you ever watch like the infamous um, DJ Khaled episode? No. What did, was what? What, um, what did he do? He's like regarded as like the worst guest ever to go on Hot Ones like of all time. Why? Um, he just comes across like really arrogant, and then he just like refuses to eat um, like all the wings. Oh. Um, yeah. I, you should watch it. It's really interesting. Um, you know who was also like really like non-responsive in like a kind of badass way was Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, yeah, she was just like, "Ooh, this one's got a kick to it." It was like the number nine one, and her face is like red, but she's just like, "I like this," and was like, "Oh, damn, okay." I would never have guessed. She looks like a delicate flower. Good for her. Yeah, but when someone can like, even if it's like really really spicy and if someone has like no reaction to it it almost makes me wonder if there's something like wrong with them <laughs> yeah. like physically you know i mean like if like do they have like no taste buds or or, or something like that or maybe like yeah. they burnt their tongue back in the day i said i think was 
I don't know if the topoki that I had with you was the spiciest thing I ever had. I went to a Hunanese restaurant, so that was probably like my most spicy experience. But the topoki that I had with you was pretty bad. Mm. Yeah, we ordered like the yupduk, um, which is known for being really spicy, and we ordered the spiciest level. Um, we should do that again and record it. Yeah. We have to do it on a cold day because we'll get so sweaty. We got so sweaty. I think I had to take my shirt off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be kind of a fun thing to do our like our own hot hot ones, but it's just a bowl of yuptuck. Yeah, let's just torture ourselves, you know? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? It'll only make us stronger or we will shit our bones. Who knows? You know, life is too short. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to your engagement, mm-hmm. I'll just talk wedding. Okay, so like wedding food, like what kind of food are you gonna have at your wedding? And first, it's gonna be a destination wedding. wedding? Ooh, yes. So I think the plan is to have two, like smaller or two ceremonies, one in Michigan and then one in Asia. Am I invited to the one in Asia? You're invited to whichever one you want to go to. Not Michigan. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And for um, listeners um, living in Michigan. I'm from Michigan, so <laughs> that's why I'm saying. So this. that makes it fine somehow. No, it's just you know I, you know I live through it all. I don't need to. What go if back. I ask you to be my officiant and then you have to be at both? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> you got enough friends in Michigan. You'll find someone. It's true. It's true. Um, I think the Michigan one. I think, like, I would want. Uh, obviously, I just want to like tap into. All the good local restaurants. I want all of the Detroit pizza. I want Coney's. I want like guilty pleasure food, which is what Detroit is the best at. But of course, I'll have hookups with people at restaurants. So hopefully they will come and cater or like we'll do it like dish by dish. Like just buy hot pans of like one signature dish from each restaurant. We did that Ooh. actually for our, his 30th birthday mm-hmm. um, and my 35th birthday. Um we had this huge party in our studio in Eastern Market, and we just went around to every place in the market, um, every restaurant in the market, and we were just like, we want five hotel pans of, mm-hmm. or three hotel pans full of like your signature thing. And we came to them like weeks before, being like, can you do this? And they were like, yeah. So like for our, so we just had like a buffet set out, and it was like our neighborhood in one party. And, like, I think that would be cool for a wedding, but it would be, like, citywide. So we'd have, like, so we'd have, like, really good Thai food from Takoy, and we'd have, like, Italian. We'd have, obviously, a couple of different Detroit-style pizza options. Um, Yeah, I think that's what I would want to do over there in Detroit. Mm. Um, Because also, it also supports our friends. And we might hold it in Eastern Market um, because it's got, like, really cool sheds and stuff and plenty of parking. Plenty of parking. You're saying all the right things. Yeah, see, to I'm, me. I am like a, <laughs> I'm like a, I'm a good friend. <laughs> I, I plan, I plan shit out for other people. I'm not like it's my special day. No, right. Um, when people like book um wedding or like reception at places that doesn't have parking, I'm like, what are you doing? That doesn't have parking or like good. I mean, I get it. Some I understand it if you rented the venue and you have to use their caterer. Like mm-hmm. that is truly. That is truly the most unfortunate and bullshit thing that like wedding people should have to do. And like a lot of times if they want to use a different caterer, they have to pay for the catering at the venue to not show up. 
Oh my God. And then they have to pay their own for their food. So like you might have this beautiful place, but you're stuck with this like crap food. And like, I guess if all you're like looking for in your wedding is like the photo, but if you want, I mean, I'm just saying, if you want a wedding that your guests will remember, it will literally be down to, do you have a good place to dance with good music to dance with, with decent, with decent open bar booze and good food? Like, I don't remember weddings with bad food that I went to. Yeah. But I like, remember the ones I was like, mm, they had a good caterer. Like that, that shit rocked. That was amazing. So you like grilled chicken breast, um, yep. a pasta dish for vegetarians and vegans, and then salmon, like, a fish, or, yeah. or dry steak. Yep. Yeah. Boo. Like we don't want that. Well, I don't no, want that. Like, I, had, I, had, <laughs> I went one. There was a wedding that I went to in Maine, and they had like, lobster rolls and then there was like they had they had like i know i know your feelings on short rib but it was a good short rib served at for dinner for a wedding mm-hmm. i was impressed I no was i understand impressed. i understand yeah, yeah, short yeah. ribs you know yeah. it's also easy to keep that shit moist unlike yes. steak yes like if you if you're doing a catering gig and you mm-hmm. do a short rib you're doing the beef option right um and so the destination one in asia i mean I think it's like maybe we'll do like Southeast Asia somewhere. Just so mm. like just so like my aunties and my family in Asia like don't have to come all this way. And yeah. plus it's been so long since we both go back anyway. So and also lo- like just say like it is so much cheaper to get married anywhere else but the United States. It's true. Well, I mean, it's basically like a scam at this point, you know, like these people mm-hmm. have figured out that people are going to get married regardless. Yeah. And they know they can charge like up to wazoo. Yeah. I mean, it's it it's a whole so- industry, you know, it's a huge money making industry. Right. But like as soon as people, people say like, oh, destination weddings, it's so expensive and stuff. The most expensive, if you're doing a destination wedding in like South America or Asia or pretty much anywhere except the Western world. Mm-hmm. Like the most expensive thing that you're going to do for the wedding is book the ticket. Yeah. Because the food's cheap. Labor is cheap. Everything there, because labor is cheap, everything about it is like done up really, really nice for mm-hmm. way less. So that's why anytime like I get invited to like a destination wedding in like Bali or something, I was like, ooh, I'm going to try my best to go because I'm going to eat good. I'm going to drink good. And oh, it's going to be I've never been to Bali. Oh, it's so nice. It's so you nice. Know, I just have, I have an idea. What if you got married in Bali? I mean, we're we're looking at options. We're looking at options for the Asia leg. Um maybe maybe Phuket as well. It just oh, depends. It just depends right. on price. And also we're not gonna do it until twenty twenty five, we decided. Okay. Because no. Too- I want to be second week of February. I'm uh yeah. So that's that's it. So I don't know what is okay, what would your perfect wedding food would be like? <laughs> getting married. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> I'm not God, getting married anytime make- soon or if ever. But if I were to, um honestly, like I don't even one like a wedding ceremony. Like I don't want all that attention. Just a party. Like, or just the reception. 
you know, go down to the city hall and then just do a reception after, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And I think I want, like, the food to be, like, buffet style so people can just go up and grab whatever they want. Would you have something cute like a waffle station or something? Maybe no, no, no. So this is what I want. Yeah. So all the plates that people get, I want it to be a giant tray size. Because all the wedding buffets, they give you the tiniest amount of like plate or mm-hmm. tiniest small plates. So even if there are things, you either have to go back for a like second trip, mm-hmm. or like you have to get like two plates if you want to like try a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I, people get like shy about going up to the buffet for the second time because they don't want to seem like a fat ass. Yeah, I do. But I want like I, I want that. everyone to be like fed and happy. So I want everyone to get like a plate that's like what they serve like. Indian yeah. Italian, you know, just like big giant Ooh. like plates. I like want everyone Indian to wedding grab- banquet style, like just a big, like a lot of really good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want like all the food to be like different types of stews. So mm-hmm. it's hot, but comforting, but also will stay like moist and heated throughout, you know? Because yes. I want like the food to be good. And I probably want like a different stews from like different countries. Mm-hmm. So like maybe like Korea, I'll do like kalbi chim. Maybe oh. I'll do like butter chicken, like from like I'm only saying UK because you know butter yeah. chicken is like the national dish of the UK. Yeah, like actually. <laughs> and then um, oh my god, I want when I don't. There's just so many like, like stews. Mm-hmm. Or like things, things by stews you mean like things that you could put on top of like rice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stews are really thick, saucy things for rice or noodles or whatever. But there will also be like rice and like really good bread if you want bread instead of rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a nice ass fucking salad station. Yeah. Like I'm talking like like Brazilian barbecue level style salad station yes. with a yes. good with the good parts of palm. With the good hearth of palm, uh, various different types of veggies, like super fresh, like, you know, yes. like, there has to be a good fucking salad station. Like, I love a good salad station. Nothing excites me more than a good, like, salad buffet. <laughs> I think I might have a chicken on waffle station at mine. <laughs> and then, when everyone's been, like, dancing all night and the party's getting lit. Mm-hmm. I want them to bring out a French fry station where they make fries Ooh. hot, like off the fryer. Yes. And then just like plate like individual cup size for people so they can come up and grab hot fries. And next to the fry station will be just stacks and stacks of cup noodles with hot water. Yeah. Yes. So then and people also can also get ramen. Fries. Yes, absolutely. And not just ketchup, but like an aioli, cheese sauce, yeah. curry sauce. Maybe like Whoa. sweet chili. Also include Lebanese garlic sauce. Oh, a tomb for nice. sure. Yes. Tomb. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I just got to find a husband <laughs> to make this happen. <laughs> well, do, you heard it first. Somebody, somebody court Kim so we can have this amazing wedding food. Uh, but you'll be signing a prenup just so you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to sugar no one, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyways, um, yeah. (laughs) 
How do you, wait, how do you know you're going to be the successful one of the relationship? What if they make you sign a prenup? Oh, I'll sign it. Yeah. You know, like, you make your own money, I'll make my own money, like, you know, like, figure it out. Yeah. And then, you know, like, if we're making, like, big purchases, we can go in it together or whatever, you know, but, mm-hmm. like, I don't want your money. You can't have my money, you know, just, just keep the money separate. Yeah, I don't see how, I don't think that it's unromantic to talk about this kind of stuff or like mm-hmm. do this kind of stuff. Some people might be against it because it's like, oh, it's kind of like preparing for the inevitability of breaking up and we don't want to think of it that way. We want to be forever people. It's like, eh, like. Mm-hmm. Also like. That's how the reality of a situation. People live I don't so want to report now. to another person for the rest of yeah. my life. On what mm-hmm. I'm doing with my money. Like, I'm not like a frivolous spender, like at all. No. But, like, I don't want to like check in with someone before I make any purchases or anything like that, you know? I just think. Yeah. I don't think that any, but oh, I guess, I guess people you know, do, do that. A lot of couples with joint bank accounts, you know? Yeah. You can't just buy something because you want it. You have to check in with your significant other, like, hey, I'm going to buy this, that cool, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it also depends on your like budgeting and financial situation. Like, one per- if one person did go off and do that, sometimes for some households that would just like drive everything off into like you know, mess mm-hmm. everything up for the rest of their month or whatever. Um, but yeah, if if you're both making money, then I don't see what's what's wrong with keeping it separate that way. Yeah, again, do whatever works for you and your relationship, but that's just mm-hmm. what I want. At the end of the day, it's all communication anyway. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a listener question. We do? Mm-hmm. We have a listener? <laughs> Shut up. Your boyfriend. <laughs> and my brother. It is from him. <laughs> <laughs> my brother and his wife. I know they listen to this podcast every week. But, um, right. yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is from... Dan, I don't know if it's Dan or Don. It's D-A-N-H. He said, hello, question. Underrated, overrated Vietnamese cuisine. Mm. Okay, so I know the popular answer for overrated is going to be pho, but I think pho is genuinely one of like the best things ever created by humanity. I think to achieve like a really good fall broth takes a lot of finesse and work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I go into a Vietnamese restaurant, I can just tell the quality of the restaurant just based on like their fall menu and like how oh, it's yeah. presented. Yeah. And like what kind of experience I'm going to get. Yes. And I love both fall, like um, Saigon or Hanoi style. Like I love it all. Um, so, but my favorite Vietnamese dish, okay, I think the most underrated Vietnamese dish is Bun Mam, which is um what they call like um Vietnamese gumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like shrimp and shrimp paste, pork. Um, it's really pungent, really fishy. But once you like fall in love with those flavors, it is like a Vietnamese dish that like you can never like not get. From that point on, it is so delicious. 
So I would say that pho is an underrated noodle dish globally when you're comparing it to all the other noodle dishes that are out, out there. Pho is very, very underrated. I think as Vietnamese cuisine, I think it is a little overrated because oftentimes it's the only thing a lot of people know. Mm. Um, it's too popular. <laughs> it, I mean, it's not like too popular. It's like, okay, branch out. It is really good and it deserves its, its flowers and more. Um, but at the same time, there's more to it. Underrated, I would say, is Vietnamese bread. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. They learned how to, the French taught them how to make bread. But, like, I have never been as, like, I've never had to question my understanding of the world. Mm -hmm. um, more than after I had the first time I had baguette in Vietnam. Mm. And I was like, why is this better? So crispy, theirs? but chewy and... And light. It's mm. so good. I don't know if it's a humidity or whatnot. And yes, I had it in a banh mi. Um, but like, I remember the bread. The mm. bread. If somebody told me that they were opening like a Vietnamese bakery where they were making bread from scratch... I would be all over that. Like, mm. I would travel. I would travel. I would book a ticket for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, what else I think is really underrated is Vietnamese pate. Yeah, it's so good. And they, and they give you like a good portion. Yes, they give you, like they a, give you a good portion and it's so cheap. Yeah. It's like just as good quality, if not better than like French pate. But French pate, you know, and us Westerners... They can charge like 30 bucks and the one will bet the eye. Yeah. But Vietnamese pate, you can get like a giant thing of it, maybe like 10 times the amount for like $5. Yeah. And oftentimes they put a lot more labor into their stuff because they, they would. Yes. Like that's just a lot of what they do. So, mm -hmm. oh, Vietnamese. Oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Like normalize um, Asian workers <laughs> getting yeah, paid yeah. what they're worth because yeah, because they do so much. Well, oftentimes they do so much more. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's a that's a that's a good one. Is that the only question we got? Um, let's see. Well, we'll just do that one for a week. We'll save the others. Okay. But if anyone else has a question, um, go to our Instagram one for the table. That is number one. For the table. Uh, give us a follow too. And yeah. Anything else you want to add before we take off? Um, I'm going to talk about my tour really quick. Because this will air while I'm in New York. Yes. And as soon as I open up the dates for it. Uh... Let's see, book tour. Here we go. Okay. So um, I will be in New York City. Also check out my Instagram at John Kung for like the exact dates and locations. But New York City from the 30th, 30th to the 3rd. San Francisco, the 4th and the 5th. Los Angeles, the 7th to the 9th. Chicago, the 9th to the... Or uh, Chicago, yeah, the 9th to the 11th. 
So I hope to see you. If you check out my Instagram, um, I'll be over. I'll be out there around the country signing books and talking to some really amazing and interesting people. Do you need to buy tickets, or can the people just show up? Oftentimes, some of these are free to enter unless they're asking you to buy a book at the location. Um, I wish they're coming all the way but, there. They're almost likely, hopefully, buy a book. Yeah, hopefully. And if not, you're um, a hater and bring tomatoes and eggs. <laughs> I love. And John loves and um, John loves getting um hit by eggs because he thinks it's good for his skin. <laughs> so if you truly love John, bring um. Cartons of raw eggs. Watch somebody at the meet and greet will like do that, or they do like the smashing the egg on the head trick on me and told and and will just say like Kim sent me, and I'll be like, of course she did. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. I have so much. I have a dry cleaning. I, I have a laundry budget for this tour. That's okay. Um, it's not like you're closer to this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. What? Wow. I'm kidding. Wow. John actually wears really expensive clothes. I don't even call it expensive. But they are nice. They are nice, yeah. They are nice. <laughs> Why? <laughs> they are nice. No, they, so as I said, a lot of these places are ticketed. So uh, yeah, if you go on my Instagram, you'll see some information on it. And then if you go to the locations, you'll be able to buy the tickets themselves. So New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit, and Ann Arbor are the places that I'll be at. All right. So go to John's book tour if he's in your town. And don't forget to check Grinder too if you're into that. And then, yeah, buy John's book. Please, he needs it. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Kim doesn't hang out with poors. What if you all sell Britney's biography? Huh? That would never happen. Although, I should dance with some knives. <laughs> to promote I mean, it. you are a chef. I yeah, uh, I have lots of knives. I'll do do that little spinny thing and. Okay, hear me out. What wax floor dance challenge? No. With knives. <laughs> Although the knife thing might be a fun costume. Could you imagine? Oh, you know what would be funny mm-hmm. if somebody did like for their Halloween costume, like the the Britney outfit with the knives, but they were wearing a Jason mask. I, I feel like that's like a little too much concept in one. Oh, I, maybe. But then at that point, you're just a cross-dressing Jason. No, that's true. But but if they were dancing like the Britney dance, they were doing the spin thing. Yeah, but then are you going to be like, are you going to go party and just dance like that all night? Are you going to dance like that while talking to people? Maybe. You could just be sexy Jason first and then you can do No, 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 no. As someone who comes back. up with concepts and looks… <laughs> Your Halloween costume is not a successful one if you have to constantly explain to to people what you are. People should be able to see you and just get get it it right away. I believe that. And yeah, it's true. And even if it's like a niche experience, you know, people that get the reference, you know, just should be able to see it and get it. But Mm -hmm. if you have to physically, if your costume takes like a full sentence to describe what it is, then you failed. Yeah, that's fair. What do you think the most popular Halloween costume this year will be? Barbie. I agree. I would have said that. Easy too. to replicate. There's already like, yeah, so many. And the more that there are, 
in a party, mm-hmm. the better it is because everybody is just going to be like, hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. And that like that kind of recreates the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those situations where you kind of like want there to be more Barbies. Yeah. Because then it becomes a thing. You just be a different kind of Barbie. It's funny because um, <laughs> uh, this one girl I knew for Halloween dressed as Beavis and Butthead one year. Mm-hmm. And she said she went to the party and there were five other Beavis and Buttheads. But like they were the ugliest ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine winning that. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're dressing up as Barbie, um, hope you're not the ugly Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless they're trying to be the Kate McKinnon Barbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I actually saw someone the gig that I just did in Costa Rica. I saw someone she came dressed as that. Yeah. I feel like also Wednesday will be a popular choice for costume. True. True. Relatively easy to replicate, but also Mm -hmm. iconic in look. Yeah. And it's also kind of nostalgic because like which Wednesday are you going to be? You could be Christina Ricci as well. Mm -hmm. Or Jenny Ortega. Options Mm -hmm. are endless. Your options are two. Hmm? (laughs) You said your options are endless and I was like, or two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, because there's also like the um, cartoon version. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyways, um, that was our podcast for the week, everyone. Thank you for listening, and till next time, give us a shout out, and you know, ask us questions. We're here to answer any questions for you. But if you don't want to ask questions, then I guess that's cool too. <laughs> Oh, bye, everybody.